Hello and welcome back to To Build a Leader, the HLA Listen podcast where we discover the building blocks making the people driving society. I'm Med and I'm here with my friends and fellow scholars, Sine. Hi. And Nandi. Hi. So, what are we talking about today? Talking. Yep, that's that's what I asked. No, I mean we are talking about talking. More broadly, the leader as a communicator. Another one of Med's <laughs> classic dad jokes there. I'm actually really excited about this episode. Ooh, really? Well, yeah, there's so many potential corny quotes for Med to use. <laughs> so I just can't wait to see which one he picks this time. Joel Osteen said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Well, Joel was right. Think about how many films you've sat watching just begging your hero to say the right thing for once. Not just movie protagonists, though. Real-life people, companies and organisations. Absolutely. Let's talk about the recent move towards open communication. There are a bunch of companies that emphasise the open communication model and attribute their success to that method. The popular social media management company, Buffer, they have no private emails within their teams at all. Mm. Some organisations employ a policy where all meetings have been accessible to the whole company, like at Bridgewater Associates, which is one of the world's largest hedge funds. Even Google uses an open-door, open communication policy. Newly hired software engineers have, have open access to code from their first day. Nothing's held back. And employees at these companies swear by these techniques. Kevin Lee is an employee at Buffer and has written an article on his experience, which we will leave in the leader notes for you to peruse. One example he gives is when his colleague unexpectedly had to take leave off of work and he could just pick up where she left off. Not because she left a detailed plan for him, but because he could see all of her correspondence and so could just easily follow what was going on. On that note, story time? Yes. You wouldn't be able to listen to this fantastic podcast without the help of our friends at Medics Academy. Medics Academy is an online platform which provides technology-enhanced learning solutions for organisations and individuals. There once was a monastery that had very strict rules. The monks took a vow of silence and no one was allowed to speak at all. There was just one exception to this rule. Every year, the monks were permitted to speak just two words. After his first year at the monastery, one monk was summoned to his annual meeting with the head monk. It has been one year, said the head monk. What are the two words you would like to speak? Bed hard, said the monk. One year later, the monk was again summoned to the head monk's office. It has been one more year. What are the two words you would like to speak? Food awful. I see. And yet another year passed, and the monk once again met with the head monk who asked, What are your two words now, after these three years? I quit, said the monk. Well, I can see why. All you ever do is complain. Now, I know that this isn't our typical kind of story time, but this story is great for showing that the less you say, the more will be remembered. But if the monk had been allowed 20 words, for example, there'd be more opportunity to lose the message. That story was by Bruce King, and you can find more on his website. There's a link in the leader notes. It's a really interesting concept, and it is supported by evidence. A paper in Nature Communications this year concluded that 
In our world of push notifications and clickbait, our collective attention is shortening. Yeah. Our attention span is shortening. Mm. And being able to communicate concisely is the way to ensure that your message is still able to get across. We are always communicating. And as such, there's lots of academics in lots of different fields who've published tools and mantras all about the benefits of effective communication. Yeah. Um, so I think what we'll do is we'll post some links mm. in our leader notes this week. Today, we're going to focus on the seven C's of communication. Now, let me try to say them all without slipping up. <laughs> okay, here we go. Completeness, concreteness, courtesy, correctness, clarity, consideration, conciseness. Now, say that as fast as you can, seven times. Ah, but would that be good communication? Oh my gosh, no, Dad, jeez. <laughs> okay, guys, so let's go with the, with the first one, completeness. This is the who, what, where, when, and how. Mm. The whole message needs to be included. Cliffhangers, only good for television. <laughs> Remember that this needs to be geared to the receiver. So to explain complex ideas, to ensure that the receiver of communication has a complete picture. So I, I had a teacher who would always say that communication is received, not given. So yeah, I, and I yeah, think that's really absolutely. important message. Mm. Um, so the next C is concreteness, and that means leave nothing to the imagination. Mm. The tone of the message, data, additional information, they shouldn't have multiple interpretations. Imagine a team where four different team members interpreted instructions differently. Yeah. No project would ever be completed not to a good standard. Mm, exactly. So the next C is courtesy. Here, think about how you are addressing people. Whether you're going for formal or informal, communication should always be respectful and honouring of the people receiving it and the people that it's about. Um, this is the stuff that builds work cultures. Some discussion around this. Do you guys think it's appropriate to ask how people want to be addressed? I can find it sometimes a little bit awkward. Like mm. you ask them, and then in normal conversation, you never refer to them by name. So it's yeah. just a little bit weird. It feels like a waste of time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed the same thing. You know, it's a skill taught in medical school, and I think you know, in consultation, helps build rapport with patients. But in business, and that kind of thing could be useful after a meeting. You can drop it in an email or in a letter. Yeah. And there's something really charming about using a title that someone prefers. And it helps build the relationship. And you know what? I think it's just correct. Oh, I love a segue. <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting you to sing that, Nadi. <laughs> uh, so the, the next one is correctness. Have you ever done the thing where, you know, you send a company-wide email or an email to the whole medical school, and you realise there was a typo in the subject line. Yes. And, you know, what's most irritating about this is that, mm. you know, the email doesn't represent you very well. Yeah. You know, it's so important to make sure that your written and your verbal communication is grammatically correct, mm. and it uses appropriate English, encourages trust, and ensures that the reader knows that they're valued. Yeah, I think the, the typo is a very good example. Mm. Um, the next important C is clarity. Um, this is characterised by explicit language, short sentences, concrete words. Mm. Avoid cliché expressions, vague language, overly formal language, mm. overly complicated language. The shorter the message and the clearer it is, the greater the emphasis on the essence of the message. Yeah. And next one, you know, sort of related to clarity, is conciseness. As well as keeping it brief, keeping it consistent. 
any additional information, facts, data, it should be consistent with the original message. Inconsistent statements or messages would make the communication ineffective. And the last one is consideration. So who is your target group? Think about how this communication will be received by them. Think about professional knowledge, level of education, age, but also consider accessibility and inclusivity in this as well. Why communicate a message that your audience will not understand in, or engage with, or even why communicate something they won't be able to access? I guess the big thing is the person receiving the message shouldn't have any questions. Mm. Yeah. That's a huge task. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there'll be other aspects of communication to consider, depending on the purposes of what you're, you're doing. Mm. Um, thinking about that last C, consideration, how do you guys like to be communicated to? I think, you know, we've talked a lot about teams and communicating in teams, but actually... Mm. I think different individuals like to be communicated yeah. to in a different way. Yeah, and I think it's really important tailoring it to, to different people. With me, I like to know exactly what's expected of me. Mm-hmm. If someone's given me an instruction or a detail, I want to know, you know, what what they want from me, what standard, what complexity they want out of you know, whatever mm-hmm. the instruction is. It's really key mm-hmm. for me. Okay. What about you guys? I am big on stories and filling in the blanks. Mm. So um, conciseness is helpful when it's something that's urgent, but I'm more often somebody who likes full pictures, big pictures, Mm. stories, um, and gentle communication. So if it sounds too concise or too brief or too clear, sometimes it can feel a bit attacking. Mm. And I know it's not, but it's just the way that I interpret communication, which is a which is a weird thing that I've discovered since mm. having to communicate. <laughs> and you met? Um, I guess I'm probably the opposite of you now. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not surprising there. Yeah. Um, I like conciseness. I yeah. find that I understand things more clearly when mm. there's like less jargon around it. I think that when people are brief and consistent, mm. then I'm more likely to be able to construct. I don't know if that big attention span that's what the article was about you i like it i like it (laughs) continuity yes Um, but yeah for me conciseness is 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 really good Mm. yeah so yeah guys totally simple stuff piece of cake basic eh? (laughs) Um, you laugh but it can be nothing in this list is brand new we can just sometimes forget to do it all when shooting off a quick message to so and so in the research and development department you know do you guys listening have any other tips or tricks you use for good communication? We'd love to hear them if you do. So please send them through to the HLA Listen Instagram, Twitter and Facebook pages. Don't forget, we have a bunch of other resources in our leader notes, so take a look and see you next time. If you enjoyed listening to us today, make sure you subscribe to us. We are found on all good podcasting apps. Don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues, follow us on social media and most importantly, write us some reviews, ideally five-star ones. <laughs> so it's goodbye from all of us at Tibble Deleter.